The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by HotMovies.com. Try out some ethical, paid-for porn for free with none of those hidden fees or secret subscriptions when you sign up at HotMovies.com and use the promo code MANHOR. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. One, two, two three. three. Black Roma. Panther. Oh, uh, Roma? Wait, the one that we think will do it or the one we think... So the we one were... we want to win? Oh, okay. So we were shouting which one. I <laughs> I miss... Here's the thing. The one that I want to win yeah. is not nominated. There's no which way. Uh, I'm all in on eighth grade. Eighth grade yeah. should have won the Oscar. So out of the ones nominated, I guess Roma, I guess that's what I'm going okay. with. I, I don't like watching movies with subtitles, so um, I haven't watched it. Try speaking Spanish. I you Have you know. tried maybe doing that instead? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it sounds like you also want me to have empathy for others and just... Uh, so hard to be empathetic <laughs> these days with politics. We're doing a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 whoreheads. <laughs> uh, whoreheads! I love it! Whoreheads! We're talking a little bit uh, about what we talked about on the Patreon only. Not the Oscars. We did not mention the Oscars. I should have. I'm surprised I did it on a day like today. <laughs> on a day like today. The Oscar day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love whoreheads. How has that never come up in the last five years? That's great. Gonna steal you, and trademark that. You've never said whoreheads on the podcast? No. <laughs> never. Just me? We call them fan whores. Yeah, fan whores. Yeah. I, f- I forgot it for a sec. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Is- I know what they call them. How dare you? Well, uh, that empathetic but clearly forgetful voice you're hearing <laughs> is the wonderful Rosa Escandone, everybody. Oh, hell yeah. She's back. This time with a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's back with more trauma. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad at Billy because he only lets me come on the show when he's like, Oh, can you talk about like rape stuff? And then he's like, "Oh, Rosa's talking about rape all the time." Because <laughs> you, I ask you to come on and talk about rape stuff because you talk about rape. Oh, so all it's the kind time. of like a chicken and egg situation. It's your brand. It's <laughs> oh, that's such a terrible brand. Why is this my brand? I don't know. Talk to your manager. We're just giving you a little uh, peek into what we talked about on the uh, f- Patreon exclusive episode today. Ooh. Ooh, see, I'm doing the intro now. Yeah, yeah, I'm the captain now. <laughs> An Oscar winner. <laughs> that was an Oscar winning yes. line. Um, yes, Rosa's back. Uh, we we just recorded a wonderful bonus episode that comes out tomorrow for the Patreon people uh, at the $5 level. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that after that really loud honk. I live by a hospital. <laughs> uh, oh. we'll, we'll talk a bit more about that in a bit. But first, show get them hot. Get them dates. Show dates. All right, people. So uh, March 1st, I'm going to be at Karma Lounge at 7.30. It's a free comedy show. Uh, then March 28th, I'm in a one-liner joke competition okay. uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, location to be announced, but you can at least uh, lock that day out when you want to come see me. Uh, also, we've got Man Con is returning, everybody. August 2nd through August 4th. Start planning out uh, how to get that paid time off of work. Start making travel arrangements. You know, start just debating with your husband like who you're gonna get to watch the kids figure it out i'm giving you so much lead time because we're gonna be having a blast here in new york city block out that date uh weekend passes will be going on sale very very soon 
Last but certainly not least, we got Tour de Manhor. You want to bring the Manhor podcast live show experience to a city near you? Well, I don't want to hear you complain until you've bought your pre-sale discounted tickets at manhorpod.com slash tour. Uh, well, you know, Rosa, so we, we talked about Daniel Sloss's show, and we don't need to go too much into it, but we can talk a bit about the masculinity aspect. Yeah. Um, it's a cool show. I, I think we uh, we both saw it, and I was super arrested by it. You were super arrested by mm-hmm. it. I, I think it's definitely worth a see. Uh, there's not that many um, dates left in New York. Yeah, I think by the time you hear this, he will no longer be in New York City, but he will be touring other cities in uh, in the in the states before he goes back across the pond. And of course, you can find out where those are at DanielSloss.com. Uh, but yeah, this it was really cool hearing another dude who kind of looks like me talk about this stuff. Other dudes who aren't writing like a think piece talking about this like at fellow guy level like they're not using yeah. high-end vocabulary they're just kind of talking to dudes where they're at yeah and, and i think that's such an important thing is like we need to start letting people be where they are and meeting them there rather than forcing everyone to have like feminism 401 level education i took the show very differently but i'm glad that you're gonna talk to him about it because i saw the show and i was like this is for feminism 401 yeah uh, i think the stuff that comes up in this show is like not all of it i mean there's some really you know just like f- funny ass period jokes or whatever like fine that's yeah. not probably part of my 401 class but i do think that there is some stuff in here and like the conversations that come out of it which will get you into um Feminism 401, a, a class that definitely I, does not exist anywhere. <laughs> I think it's Feminism 101 in a way. I think I think he really is meeting the men in the audience where a lot of them might be at. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be – I think there's ways to understand this piece. And what I actually kind of liked about it is there's different levels of understanding it. And I think a lot of men understood it at level one, which is good uh, for them. I guess good job idiots yeah i'm wow. going, going on the record jesus <laughs> jesus it's like oh, why did we ask her back anyway <laughs> no but i think that a lot of people will kind of just see it and like see it for what it is like i i definitely walking out of the walking out of the theater saw a lot of guys who were just like joking around and like being like I, it didn't arrest them in the same way it arrested me and i know some other people who saw it so like i think I think there's a a valley of how you feel about this show and what you take away from it. Um, But I took away from it a lot. I took away, I think, some interesting stuff that will be haunt me forever, actually. Mm. I look right into Billy's eyes as I say that, seeing how uncomfortable he'll get. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just like, when we turn the mics off, I'm going to ask you like what that was. Oh, no, I'm just I'm just being a dick. I I, I think it's a haunting show. But no, I won't. I'm fine. (laughs) I tried to have a a sincere moment and you were just being a dick. Okay, just Oh, yeah, no, that's that's most of write that down in my fake notes. Okay, my very Um, full page. You have a full page of notes in front. And for you to say those are fake notes. I don't know what real notes are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hotmovies.com. Ooh, hot movies. Get them hot. Get them movies. Hey, which hot movie do you think would win the Oscar this year? Oh, my God. Do you think they have porn parodies of any of the Oscar nominees right now? I hope so. Um, Do you have your computer? Spoofs and parodies. Oh, there is. Okay, there's 1,282 porn parodies on hotmovies.com. Yes, there are. Oh, my God. I love it. I want to see if there's any that are like mimicking, uh, making fun of. Inglorious Bitches, already amazing. Um, Anything that's like Oscar nominated. Scooby-Doo. Did they not change the the name of the Scooby-Doo porn parody? So you can say it's Scooby-Doo if you then say a triple X parody. Like oh, you have to okay. actually like 
change it the title to like loose times at ridley high loose times at ridley high sounds it's it, oh it's from the 80s uh i bet you they do a have a Panther roots one. parody can't be roots triple x, x parody that oh just boy. came up uh that's, that's bad uh well, we don't know if it's bad i'm nervous Pro- i i'm I probably I, bad. Black Panther does not come up with a Black Panther porn parody, parody. but does come up with a lot, a lot of, of lot hits of movies for uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. There's a. Go back to the first page where I think we had most of the Black Panther hits. Uh, we had Black Panthers. Black Panthers number two. Black Panthers number four. Black Panthers three, which is not titled number three, but three. Um, 3D, hopefully. I hope <laughs> uh, it was, that's the naming convention. It's an AVN nominee. Oh, for uh, Best Ethnic Movie. Yeah, Black Panther MILFs, Black Panther MILFs 2 and 3. Uh, yeah, so go to hotmovies.com, use promo code MANHOR, you get 20 minutes on top of any package you sign up for. I highly recommend um, the, the Who's Becky scene from, uh, from games we play. Uh, before I get to my guest this week, Daniel Sloss, we're going to do a real quick fan whore appreciation moment. Okay. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where I like to thank a couple of my uh, official fan whores from the Patreon community. What's up to y'all? Uh, I want to say thank you for your support, and I hope you're enjoying all those wonderful rewards. want to give a shout out right now to Robert Brannon. Robert Brannon. Who's Robert Brannon to you when you hear Robert Brannon? Ro- Robert Brannon. He is the CEO of um, a company that uh, was big in the 80s and is still doing okay today. Uh, he lives in, I'm going to say, uh, Seattle. Smaller market, but that's what he likes. He has a family. He has, uh, he, has uh, he drives a, a, a sensible but expensive car. <laughs> the, He's how, Robert Brannon. How does he treat his employees? Pretty well, actually. Yeah. He's been, here's the thing. He's been on the board for a long time and he actually cares about the people. I know he's already made it to the rank of CEO, but he does care about, um, his employees and kind of like, are they doing okay? Because Seattle's getting more expensive these days. What about profit sharing? Doesn't do profit sharing though. That's okay. a little too, that's a little too new because remember, he's been around the block a couple of times. He believes still though of promoting from within. So, uh, once you get up to a certain level, you are going to get stock options. That's great. That's really good to hear. Robert Brandon, I hope we were kind of close to describing you. <laughs> um, uh, but I am glad that you are uh, a member of our community. Also, want to give a shout out to Matt and Christine. Hey, when am I getting invited to those swinger parties? I'm right here. I'm so close to you. I should have an invite. Uh, Matt saying. and Christine, uh, I hope that the swinger parties have like a bowl of keys. Like I hope it's like in a 70s looking kind of room. I hope you lean in on that one. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Invite me, not Billy. <laughs> well, shout out to Matt and Christine. Shout out to Robert. Shout out to all my fan whores in my Patreon communities. The Peep Show, the Champagne Room. Y'all are uh, the folks who help keep this show going. Uh, you can become a member too today for as little as $1 per month. All you got to do is go to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Oh, uh, before I get to Daniel Sloss, Rosa, where can people find you? Oh, wow. Where can the whoreheads find you? Where, where are my whoreheads at? Um, <laughs> um, you can find me at uh, rosaescondone.com. That's E-S-C-A-N-D-O-N. Uh, is the last name rosa is spelled like how you think it would be spelled yeah idiot and <laughs> it's so aggressive yeah. and uh For, yeah you're asking them to check you out you monster <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that was me being metal could you tell <laughs> what's happening and also uh at human comedian on social media and now 
Daniel Sloss, everybody. My mum bought me a fake ID so I could do mine. Like that joke out of that sentence out of a porn star's mouth is just sad and highly illegal. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. Uh, what was it? It was in, uh, I forget if it was Darker Jigsaw, we were talking about the supportive parents. And I'm like, oh, how dare he just have like such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my parents are disgustingly fucking supportive. They're over on him, I think, Friday as well. Yeah. One of the days, yeah. You started crazy young, no? Uh, yeah, me and my dad will argue about whether it's 16 or 17. I'll say 17, he uh. says 16. Well, because at 16, then becomes more impressive for him as the father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Six. son started at 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 like, it's, it's the difference of, like, I, I did do a gig when I was 16, but I don't count it as a gig because it was, like, to fucking 11 or 12 people, and uh, it was, like, part of a comedy course thing. It was just, like, a, I don't agree that it was a uh. fucking comedy show. Uh, whereas the first one I did when I was 17 was at the Stan Comedy Club in Edinburgh, which is, like, a real fucking comedy club. So that's that's where my, that's where my heart lies. And also, at this point... I think regardless of whether I started at 16 or 17, that my yeah. career's been fairly fucking impressive. Yeah. <laughs> like it, yeah. Does, it no longer matters which age it was started at. I like, saw I saw the show Sunday with a comedy buddy of mine, and we were both like, 17, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> do, you get, do you get a little bit of that from people when they find out, like, the age? Uh, I did I did a lot when I was younger. Uh, I did, you know, people have been, like, you know, walking on stage or talking to people have been like, uh, you know, but it was more people, you know, it, you know, the kind jealousy that I find you get amongst comedians a lot of the time is my favorite type of jealousy where, you know, it's like if you, I do it all the time. If somebody ever comes up with a joke that I think is genius, I'll go, oh, fuck you for coming up with that. Right. I want that. But there was a lot of the friendly sort of banner from older comics being like, but just like, fuck you for starting so young. I wish I had sort and of started young. Yeah. It's a way of saying like, you're incredible for how young you are or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It was always complimenting. And look, I, I enjoy fucking ribbon, man. I love fucking making fun of people and being made fun of i think it's part of um you know as long as it's yeah I, I love that sort of shit so i never took any of the insults growing up fucking personally so then you must dig the roast battle culture that's been growing i fuck a fad i, I, I thought uh, would have ended years ago i am the uh i'm the only undefeated uh roaster from the uk tv series oh yeah yeah it's only been two there's only been two uh, oh no three seasons now first season i beat um desiree birch in this se- last season i beat phil uh, wang so yeah. undefeated did that just come naturally to you? Just the gross it's the, insults? It's, it's the one. It's the one fucking thing where I went to major and I was like, "Get me on that fucking show!" Like, I'm not good at panel shows because one, I enjoy watching panel shows, so I just laugh when I'm there. Like, mm. I'm I'm not political. Like, I couldn't give a fuck about. Well, I mean, I I do give a fuck. I just I'm not a voice on politics, so I I don't respect my own opinion on politics. So I wouldn't fucking offer it out there for people to hear. I think it would be unnecessary information for people to have if they knew my political affiliation seeing as they're grounded in almost nothing yeah um so political stuff i hit and, and panel shows i'm just not that good on and there's other sort of shows that you get in the uk where they want you to come on and be a personality and i'm not good at those like i don't want to be a fucking problem i'm a comedian i don't want to be known for well let's just hear what his thoughts are on anything it's like nah, nah i'm a fucking comedian um, my, my my thought is the funniest thing I can think of right now yeah, on this yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah. Whereas with roast battle, I'm like, that is me to a fucking T. Like uh-huh. I enjoy, like I'm a big fan of horrific insults. Uh, really, really trying your hardest to upset your friends with jokes is absolutely what I was put on this planet to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, you described like the WhatsApp like yeah. conversation you have with your Banter. your buddies, and yeah. oh my, that's yes. just it's, I, I tend to fight, and this you know this uh, this is a here's one of my many many shit opinions that aren't grounded in any evidence, but you know. It's, a, it's an opinion in progress sort of thing people that get offended by jokes don't have any fan, don't have any friends <laughs> and I, th- I and i truly believe it's it's but I, I believe that if you get offended by comedy it's because you didn't have friends growing up which is sad and i understand that but it's like 
part of like uh, camaraderie, especially male camaraderie itself, is just insults all the fucking time, every sec. And that does come from fucking toxic masculinity of Trump. But it's I, for me, I don't think it's a dangerous form of toxic masculinity. If everyone knows it's a joke, if everyone knows it's done as banter, and you do, like men aren't as stupid as we fucking claim they are. We understand, you know, you, you can see when somebody takes a joke badly as a yeah. man. Like, so you can understand when to be like, all right, okay, you took that a little bit personally. I'll, you know, me and my friends, we know that we've got some friends more sensitive than other friends. So we'll go, right, take the fucking pedal off. Like, they they can't give as good as they they can't take as good as they yeah. give sort of thing. I I I love I love verbally abusing um and in text all my fucking friends because it keeps you grounded and 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 it's a great it's great practice for so it's great practice for joke writing as well and there's so much to it and I just think if you don't have any friends going up you never got insulted <laughs> and, and you never understood that insults didn't have to be personal and cruel like they could be personal and cruel but the intent to hurt wasn't behind it people who have no no friends whenever they hear an insult they've only heard it from bullies mm-hmm. so they always associate insults as bullying as opposed to where I was raised with my family, which is insults are compliments. Insults right. are like funny little things to sort of, you know, not necessarily keep you in line, but, you know, uh, ev- everyone's fair game. Like yeah. ev- in my family, you know, I would never shout at my mum or never shout at my dad because of my parents. But the one bit that was allowed to transcend age was jokes and okay. making fun of each other. So I true, you know, it's, as I said, it's an opinion in progress. <laughs> yeah, you, and, and, and that's all, bullying does exist. And yeah. it, that's the fucking problem with it. It's like, I, the thing I I've always said, no, I've always said this is a scientific study that I first heard on uh, Shane Moss's uh, podcast, mm-hmm. which is great if you get the chance to listen to, and it's where laughter comes from. The lowest form of animal that can laugh is the English, but then after that, it's rats. <laughs> uh, is uh, it's my favorite line. Um, basically, the, the scientists worked out that if you scratch a rat on its belly, it, it lets out a sort of shrieking noise, and it's the rat laughing, right? Mm. And the reason it's laughing is because normally if a rat was on its back and something was attack its belly, that's the most dangerous position a rat can be in, right? That's a fucking eagle, that's a dog, that's a cat, it's about to fucking kill it. Whereas tickling the rat on the belly is a safe violation of the thing, right? Normally this thing is a horrific death thing, but now it's such a minor version of that thing that it's funny. Yeah. And that to me is what most comedy is, is it's a safe version of the horrible thing. Like you make hor- like the people always say to you, do you find the Holocaust funny? And you go, no, I absolutely don't. It wasn't funny. But I find jokes about the Holocaust funny. Exactly. Because those are jokes about the Holocaust. It's There's such a difference between me laughing at the thing and me laughing at jokes about the thing. My favorite quote on that, Jim Jeffries. There are things that I think, and there are things that I think are funny to say. Exactly that. Favorite line. That's my new de- defense to any fucking blogger who tweets at me like, you said what? And I'll be like, it's not real. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's a yeah. fugazi. I, I say things that I absolutely do not mean. And the reason I say them is because of, wouldn't it be funny if I held this opinion? <laughs> and that's it. And so, and it's a safe violation. I'm like, people who, people who deny uh, you know, the Holocaust happening are the worst people in the world. Like, I, I, I find it an abhorrent, horrific opinion to have. Anyone that holds that opinion truthfully, for me, they need to be punished. So, well, I mean, well, let's not get into how I think they should be dealt with. That's not necessary. <laughs> but I think it's a horrific opinion to have. That being said, uh, if somebody's playing a fucking character, where you go, if they're playing an idiot, an idiot, it's a horrible opinion to hold. So I'm going to pretend to hold it for the sake of this joke. That's why I can get. That's a safe violation of the horrible thing. Yeah. So with bullying, as I understand, uh, you know, when, when I say no friends, I didn't mean that, that to be like, oh, you've got no friends, because right. again, I understand how that comes. Across. I just mean in the sense, if you don't have fucking friends that pick on you, if you don't have friends to teach you that, you know. 
the way I found out all my flaws was my friends making fun of them, and 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 that and it, and it wasn't cruel. My friends would sort of be like, you know, because yeah, okay, they go fucking big nose, big lips, yeah. fucking stupid voice, whatever. I get all this stuff, and I get a bit self conscious about them, and then I just be like. Then when people started actually insulting me for them, I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. I already know. Like, I've, I've heard all the, and I've heard them from friends. So like nothing you can say can actually hurt me now. And they were comics. So I heard the funniest version the of the insult you're trying person. to do. Exactly. Yeah. But even if your friends aren't that funny, like if, you know, it's, it's people build, it's like that Tyrion line in fucking Game of Thrones. Like if you wear your weakness's armor, no one can hurt you. Yeah. And I think your friends teach you to do that. And that's why I think sometimes, you know, I've, I've, I've had this argument with my girlfriend on several occasions. I'm like the reason she's a bit more sensitive, I'm like, cause you were raised around girls and girls are nicer to each other because just girls are nicer. Like they can be bitchy but like that's where their jokes go in like behind chat whereas uh male is just upfront horribleness to each other so i don't know maybe again the, all opinions and sort of progress sort of thing yeah. but i just think camaraderie and and stuff really teach you to not take jokes as seriously because it's like I, my friends have said horrible things to me truly horrible disgusting things about my sister and i can't imagine <laughs> how i'd feel if i thought they meant that because there's no part of me that goes oh you meant those words that came out of your mouth like you sincerely that's what blows my mind about people who go to comedy shows is they just sit there and be like he means every single word he's saying like I've come to see a comedian tell jokes he must mean every word but I notice people get it in my show when I just say they've got a line in my show where I say oh I'm talking to a female friend of mine and I say uh, why don't you speak when spoken to how about that yeah. because that's a <laughs> horrific opinion to have and I don't hold it so isn't it funny if for a brief moment I pretend to be the asshole that has that opinion that's and, the joke and it's me. also funny that they all then paid to potentially have seen a person with this terrible opinion the, the, the terrible opinion. but that's when we then get into the you know the the problem of where does my responsibility end to my, explaining to my audience like I love Jim Jeffries I think Jim Jeffries is one of the best comedians but I also understand mm -hmm. that uh, I think Jim Jeffries is a highly fucking intelligent comedian I think he, his gun control routine is one of the second to none his aunt, bit on anti-vaxxing over the years the way Jim Jeffries is able to dissect an argument and defeat it every single step of the way while still keeping you laughing is something I think a lot of comics should uh, aspire to I think he is a genius that being said I do think that some of his fans are idiots and they'll hear him occasionally make a joke uh, which isn't necessarily well, where he's making fun of women and they just take it at base value face value of Jim Jeffries hates women which right. he doesn't I've, I know Jim he absolutely yeah. does not uh, but that's what they take it as and you know that's the sort of but I don't know it's, it's always it's always a difficult thing of like how much do I have to fucking explain to my audience which bits are jokes and which aren't and it's just it really should be when you walk into something as a comedy performance and because sometimes I'll, so I'm like I'm in I'm immersed in comedy world and then like the sex positive super sensitive world right mm. and some people will ask me like what you think comedians should have different rules and I'm like yes mm. precisely we should have very different rules from all the other performances. And when you walk through that door and it says comedy, you should you can take um you can take the benefit of the give the benefit of the doubt that yeah. this comes from a place of humor and not hate. There doesn't mean there are comedians who don't aren't hateful. There's you know, Nick DePaulo's out there doing his thing, calling teenage girls cunts on Twitter. But like generally who's, we can who's, who's Nick DePaulo? Oh I'm so glad you said that. Um that's perfect. Who is he? He's a comic uh who's like part of that kind of Anthony Cumia like shock uh he's super republican pretty blatantly racist in the more recent years um he had like a comedy central presents i mean in the states he's like a known comic and he's, yeah. he's a good comic he's a good comic who's a racist and piece of shit 
Oh fuck! I need to okay. go, go, remind me to Google them after this, just because I might know them. Yeah. I, I'm a, I don't want to be one of those. I, I fucking hate people who are like that. I've been like, no, I've never heard of it. <laughs> oh, I thought if, I thought that's what you were doing. No, I was like, that would have been great. No, no, I, I, I fucking man, I, I hate people that like uh, just pretend to not know popular uh-huh. things because that's their personality trait. Like, it's, the, I post a picture of fucking me and Conor McGregor. Because uh, I've met him like two years ago, and I p- posted it, and just immediately there's this woman on Facebook, on Facebook been like, I don't know who that is, and I'm like, that doesn't make you interesting. <laughs> it doesn't make you interesting to not know things. It doesn't make it's not a personality trait to not know pop culture. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're being a, you're being a hipster, and everyone hates those. So why don't you fucking stop that? Uh, so I didn't mean to be like oh, I've never heard. Of him. Yeah. I just haven't fucking heard of him. It, it was sad because like you know he's a comic who like I remember his CC presents in probably like oh two oh three when yeah. I was in you know when we were in like grade school. I'm, uh, I'm the same age as you. So he's just gone full fucking republican and racist and one up apparently he's always been republican he's just been a little bit more blatant about his racism and like shitty per- points of view like yeah. he um do you remember the parkland <laughs> the parkland thing it's one of our many school shootings yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so he tweeted a photo of a lot some of the parkland survivors who are women who were um on the front page of a magazine they all had their fists up in the air and he just like fuck these dumb cunts and their black power salute one of them was a 12 year old girl yeah. And it's just like, dude, uh, what the fuck? Like, there, there was a, it wasn't even structurally funny because he did do a reply tweet where at least there was joke structure. He said like, if this wasn't like the best, the worst ad for like deodorant or something, I was like, okay, this is like joke. Yeah, structure. it was actually a punch. This thing, yeah. the other thing is like, you're just calling teenage girls cunts and you're an asshole. Mm. And it just nah, sucks to see like someone have... you look up to, like we're not looked up to, but you thought, oh, I thought that guy was funny. Yeah, and then you find out, oh, this is a piece of shit. It's like finding out about Cosby. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, okay, I can, I can, I can see that. I'll, I'll Google him after this, and I can see if I can recognize his fucking face. Have you had anyone where you like you kind of looked up to that you were just like heartbroken finding out the truth about them? Yeah, CK broke my heart, man. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I'm not. I, I enjoyed his stand up for years. Like, I, you know, I really, really did. And, um, yeah, what he did and the way I also not big fan of the way he dealt with things. Um, that broke my heart a bit. Um, but. Then again, how much, how much of that's fucking, you know, oh no, it is on him. I was going to say how much of that's, it, it's, <laughs> well, because it's using CK for my next point is a bad sure. example is all I mean. So it's, I just it, like how your opinion is in progress even just in the moment. Yeah, man, that's the thing. That's why I don't like commenting on a lot. Like people always ask me the opinions. I'm like, I don't know yet. Like, I'm mm. like, it takes me a while to arrive at a fucking conclusive opinion, man. Mm. Like I really do like to like consider all sides and like hear from different fucking people before I, fully cement where I'm on the cat but people very un-American but, you. yeah but people don't want that anymore they want you they want a fucking bite-sized clip of your opinion it's like it, it, nothing's black and white everything is fucking grey man everything is so complex and you have to like you, you know really th- think things through to you know, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna fucking f- firmly stick my flag in the ground to somewhere, I've got to know who my fucking teammates are. Like, I've got to be able to defend my point at all times because I don't like losing arguments, man. Like, <laughs> I don't. So I want to make sure I'm, I want to make sure I'm always right. Yeah. Because up until now, I've always been right, <laughs> and so I was just I would hate to ruin the spree. But I just yeah, the the problem nowadays with the world we live is people something happens and people want you like what's your reaction to this and you go okay here's my reaction to this and then the story changes. And they go, ah, but this you said this. And you're like, yeah, but then the evidence changed. So my opinion fucking changed. Like, no, no. Uh, and this happens on both sides, both the right and the left. Are fully, yeah. I think it's more on the left to be, if I'm, I I'm being fucking, honest with you. This is what, the one thing is that being uh, left wing is it's just horrible to know that I'm going to die on the losing side. Because uh, the problem, the, I used to have a joke about this, but it was basically 
the reason the reason the right will win and the reason the right will continue to win forever is because the right wing do not care how far right wing you are they're just happy you joined in right they'll be like do you you are you want to be tough on immigration and they're like yeah I'm like okay do you uh want to be uh against gay marriage and they're like fuck it you want to be against abortion fuck yeah also do you hate the blacks no ah well you're still in. you're still in you're still in they don't care we'll work on it yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll work on it or even that they're just like ah, well, okay or, and, and those center right people are probably looking at those ones being like fuck i hate those people in the same way that i hate the far left mm -hmm. but in the same something with the left wing if you are not as far left wing as the person you're talking to you're a nazi that's it. That's just the rules. If you are not as far left as I am, you're the rest of the far right. Every person in the left goes, I am center left. They, nobody thinks they're far left. Nobody thinks that. They sit there and go, I'm center left. Anyone fucking over there is right wing and that's it. And I fucking hate you. And how, and, I'm, and, we're, and it's, it's like being in fucking World War II and just shooting down your own ranks constantly. And like the fucking Nazis are over there, man. Yeah. And again, that, when I say Nazis, that's purely for the euphemism. I did not mean to call right wing people Nazis. But even, the Nazis even, are. But even the... though the right wing, are, but the Nazis <laughs> are exclusively on uh, the far right wing. But, but yeah, it's, it's a numbers game. I mean, we're in a war right now. We're in a cold culture war and you need bodies and it's like you know in so like the sex pause world it's like all of uh you know like are you down with this thing this thing this thing it's like if you have the wrong opinion on they them pronouns it's mm. like there's no room to learn about it man i go and then you know it's like i we need to let people learn and have evolving opinions because mm. the difference between someone being like fuck this and like i don't understand this yeah I got like I, I I know I know for a fact I got a lot of blind spots. I have my friends because I've got friends who are way more liberal than I am, and mm. at points they'll just tell me they'll just go, they're like that's a blind spot for you, and I go, is it? Like I didn't, you know, when it comes to the pronoun stuff, I still get confused by because I actually don't. I know one trans person, um, and uh, I've not really had an in-depth discussion with her about any of the stuff yet. So, so. I, so I don't know everything about it. So a lot of my opinions are like with the pronoun thing, I'm still, I understand why it's the other types of pronouns. It's not the he, she, it's the, the they, Z, yeah. but I've not met someone from that walk of life. So I'm just, I don't have an opinion on it yet because I haven't, I've heard the shouts and the screams and I've read the fucking headlines and I know what my initial reaction is, but I'm not going to stand firmly in the stance of that. I'm going to wait until I uh, meet someone who can who comes from that walk of life that can explain it to me and actually have a discussion and, and one that doesn't and a discussion that doesn't happen online or over a podcast mm -hmm. or anything like that i want to be in a discussion with this person so i can just go right here's how ignorant i am on fucking everything right yeah. and and i'm sorry but that's well, I also don't think I should necessarily have to apologize for all ignorance. Right. I've not been taught everything. Like, I, and sometimes you meet somebody who comes from an entirely different world and a different fucking background, and you know, I can't imagine what it was it was like to be trans man. Like, I was born. I love my body, man. I was born a, a, a fucking identify. Only one of us, man. <laughs> I identify with having a dick, and I and I identify with being fucking straight up in a fucking straight man sense. But don't get me wrong. I'll admit when a man is gorgeous. Like, I'm not. I'm not one of those fucking proper hetero men where they refuse to uh, acknowledge the fact that some men are absolutely stunning yeah. i've got a thing for black men i think that i just a big chocolate man does something for me <laughs> but but with the other stuff I've, I've i've always felt comfortable with my body and i've always felt comfortable with my sexuality so i've not struggled with any of that i've not lived in a world where i wasn't made to you know feel good with that so i'm ignorant on what i i don't know what it's like to be trans and I'm not going to ever claim that I do I don't it's something I don't doubt but I want to listen so I can understand because you know it's, it's fine fucking reading articles and it's fine you know listening to podcasts but when you talk to someone who comes you know that we live in a world where we're stopping 
people being human. Everything, the fact that everything's on the internet, there's no humanity left in it. Like you don't. That's why people are so cruel online because you don't get to see the face of the person. You don't have to yell at person. You're yelling at an avatar. Yeah, yeah. You're just and 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 I and I think it's destroying empathy. Um, like I and I I remember very a long long time ago, I, I, and it's in me. I'm not fucking better than people. I remember when Xbox Live first fucking came out. Oh right? God, <laughs> we're talking 2011, Unreal Tournament 2000 was the game. I for that. I fucking, I got one of the first ever Xbox Live accounts ever. My name on it is, and to this day is uh, Danny S. No numbers, no fucking symbols. That's how early into Xbox Live I was. I, why couldn't you get Danny? I, I know I, that's fair yeah there was some I don't, I don't think I tried <laughs> I think I was just like it was you know I was a left I didn't have the creative you ever see someone on Twitter they're just like at Nina and you're like how'd you get yeah, that yeah fucking great how'd you pay yeah 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 man there is websites where people pay for those ones there's a really great reply all episode on it um, was it uh Oh yeah, yeah. So, but I remember playing online for the first time and just going, "Wow, I've got this. I've got, I've got this ability." And for the first three games, I was like, "Wow, I'm playing with this guy from America, and we're on the same team, and we're fighting against these guys." And this, yeah, this guy's the guy's from fucking Nigeria, and we're all playing together. This is amazing. It took five games before that descended into me yelling horrible things at the street because they couldn't see my face and I couldn't see theirs and I wasn't going to be held accountable for anything mm-hmm. I fucking said I was t- I could say whatever I want for zero fucking consequence and I don't just mean like no consequences legally I mean visually there were no consequences I heard somebody shouting but it's, it's a very different fucking thing thing to sit down and you know insult someone to their face and see the heart that you cause, that I think most people, if, if you were to take them da- and put what they said online and set them down across from a human being, say what you typed to that person then, how they say it is the difference between night and day mm-hmm. because there's that human interaction there. And I think that, that's why I think Twitter is, and all these other fucking things is cancerous, why I don't stay on them too much, just because it's, 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 it's not the place to have any discussion. Yeah. No, I totally agree. It's something that like, uh, when I watched when I was watching Jigsaw like maybe in like December, I'm like, I this I was on like a plane, so I was like, okay, I can't finish this right now. But like, I need to come back to this because like I don't rare I rarely see dudes who kind of look like me in better shape, but look like me, mm-hmm. um, kind of sound like me, and and have a similar opinion who like address to- toxic masculinity. And I think in that one, like you kind of like almost hint at it and don't even say the phrase. Mm. And it's like, that was when Jigsaw was written. I didn't know what toxic masculinity but exactly, was. Yeah, but you, yeah. but you kind of, you kind of still had an idea what it was without knowing that this was like a think something that there's think pieces about. Yeah. And I, it's, I don't know. I, I found it awesome. Cause like, it's hard to find dudes. That's why I don't get along with dudes. Yeah. Um, like you were, you know, I'm watching the show and you're talking about your, your, group of dudes in the whatsapp and i'm just like oh that must be fun to have guy friends it's, oh man it's like it's as much as it is it, it, it's fun like it's fucking i enjoy it for the stupidity like i like the fact that we're all just we're all fucking primates trying to be top gorilla and i i like that fucking stupid competition between each other and it, when it doesn't matter but like there's been so many stubborn times here's what here's the epitome of how stupidity toxic masculinity is but one of the reasons i still find it endearing the, the the and this is again exclusively the toxic masculinity I'm dealing with. There's other worse forms out there. This is not meant to be a blanket statement, obviously. As with all the other caveats, I have to do with every fucking statement. I really hope my audience, like you guys, after two hundred, oh, yeah. what two hundred fifty five episodes of me, I hope you guys have picked up on that. But again, it's just this fear of living in this. All it takes is one person to take one fucking clip, cut off the start of that, and nobody cares about the context or content anymore. Context, mm-hmm. yeah, it was right the first time. Nobody gives a fuck about the context. They want the outrage, they want the headline. That's what uh, sells. Um, 
we, we, we go on lads' holidays every year. Now, what our lads' holidays consist of is just going into other countries and taking heaps of loads of drugs in a fucking villa and just having fun. Being idiots, you know, most of us are in relationships or whatever, so it's never, we're not going out to get laid. It's just like, let's go take a bunch of drugs, party like fuck, go in the sea, do whatever we're going to do. Um, we call it the sesh because we're stupid, toxic men, and that's what it is. It's a competition, and if it's just me and my friends, we're just having banter around a fucking table and being idiots, and it's all about who can drink the most or who can smoke the most, and it's so stupid because none of it matters. But just that healthy little bit, of, well, unhealthy competition, I find funny. And I remember at one point it was nine in the morning, and fucking eight, six of the boys had gone to bed, and it was seven of the boys had gone to bed. It was just me and two of my friends left. And I was like, boys, it's 7am, we're going to be up in four hours to go to the water park. I respectfully bow out. And I stood up and one of my friends just went, pussy. Just as a joke. <laughs> and it was so clearly a fucking joke. But it, st- and I just went, okay. And as I, I sat back down again. So we're hyper aware of it, but we're still doing it. That to me, I, again, it's the safe version sure. of toxic masculinity. Like it's not, I don't have friends that fucking genuinely belittle me about things. Like there's, you know, we'll make fun of each other for stuff, but you know. I also love the fact that my really toxic guy friends, well, not toxic, because they're, they're not, sorry, but my guy friends, my big fucking British guy friends, are the ones, if I'm going through emotional problems, are the first people I call. Like, they are there. Like, these big, these big brutish fucking men who, you know, do heaps of drugs and drink loads of booze and just have stupid competitions with me are the same big dumb idiots that hug me when I cry and then don't make me feel bad for crying. And, you know, if I go through heartbreak or whatever, they're there for me. And I know in a group setting, I, sh- I, w- I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't cry in front of all nine of them because sure. then I'm just asking for trouble. Right. <laughs> but if I cry individually in front of each of them, every single one of them still, like that's the thing. And that's my problem with a lot of, you know, the narrative that's going on about, you know, the, you know, toxic men and i know it exists and i know it's real and i know it's a problem but it's just like man if you keep attacking men they're not going to react well and i no. don't and i know that's not fair it's so unfair it's so unfair in a wor- world dominated by men where you have to pander them to a bit more but i'm just telling you if you look at it scientifically if you attack a man he will get defensive and i know that because if you attack me on fucking anything even if i'm wrong my instinct is go mm. that's mm-hmm. what that's just what it is no i didn't yeah it's mm. an instinct and it's a shitty instinct and it's horrible yes we can discuss about how awful and why it exists for all we, we can discuss that for articles and days and days whatever but, but it doesn't change the fact yeah and the fact is and i'm just like if you want to change men you have to change the way you fucking talk to them well and you are kind of like ninja in your shows especially this most recent one daniel sloth's x uh you're like ninjaing them you're you're be like um tri- it's a trick hmm. hi <laughs> it's, it's just no because it's like it, it for, you know i you know I, I know the privilege that i have as a man and all the other privileges uh, that i have uh but I also have a bunch of privileges that plenty of other men don't have, yeah. like the privilege of uh, class and where I was born and the type of family I was brought into, all these other sort of things that exist that, you know, where they come from different fucking backgrounds. Uh, and they, they don't have the career I have. They've been unlucky to have. So, you know, sometimes you're yelling at men being like, you don't realize how good you've got it. And yes, they don't realize how good they've got it. So don't tell them that. Like you're talking, there'll be men out there who are working fucking two hours, two jobs a day, fucking 16 hours trying to fucking make ends meet to make their fucking family. And yes, because they're a man, they feel safer when they walk home at night. And because they're a man, they'll probably get promoted faster. But to that man in that fucking moment, he's working two jobs. Like he doesn't feel the privilege that he has. Mm-hmm. So when you yell at him and you go, fuck you, you're a fuck, you're part of the problem. He's like, the fuck have I done? 
It's like you're yelling at me from a coffee shop, you blogger. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and again, and I'm not saying the guy is right. I'm just telling you how he feels. And 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 I, I and I believe the way to, it has to involve all of us. Mm-hmm. So when I'm talking to fucking men, I'm making sure that I'm not attacking them, right? Because I could do. But what would be the point of it? I wouldn't convert anyone to the cause. I wouldn't make them think. Because mm-hmm. when you yell at someone, you don't make them think. You make them react. If you talk to them and you explain and you give them the chance, instead of telling them how they should feel, telling them what you've gone through in your experience, that's how you make people relate. You don't go, hey, fuck you. Feel this way because this happened. I go, hey, this happened to me and this is a conclusion I drew from it. And the person watching you will then either go, okay, I draw the same conclusion. Or they go, oh, fuck, okay, I never thought of it that way. Or maybe I think of it a different way. And then the conversation starts. You don't get to go out and tell people what the fuck are thinking how to fucking think. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, with, I don't know. I just, I, I, I think all, <laughs> all the, the uh, well, not all, but like a lot of the uh, disdain towards male culture and men is obviously fair but i'm just going you're not going to if your intention is to change things right which is what i want to do you have to change the way you go about it yelling doesn't do anything and it would be fucking great if it did man i'd love to work i'd love to live in a world where yelling the loudest men meant you won yeah. right because because i'd be king of the fucking world sadly it doesn't sadly we have to go through these long fucking arduous things and i know and again i say this as a man so again none of it fucking affects me i get the privilege of saying on this side i get all of this it's just that's why i make sure when i'm talking to the men room i could easily make this show into an attack on men but that would achieve nothing if i turned it into an attack on men there would be zero fucking point because the men wouldn't join it i don't want it to be attacking men because I, I truly believe most men are good and i know that's an unpopular opinion but from what I've seen with, with the men I speak to after the shows and the men I, you know, I, I think most men are good and it, I, I just, I, I want them on site and it would be easy to write a show where I yelled at men and all the women in the audience clapped. But I, that wouldn't change anything. How much of this is intuitive and how much of this has come from like maybe the last year or so of research on the topic? Uh, it's more just the way I, it's, again, it's not necessarily even research, but it's just, it's, you know, so, some of the way I've felt over the past uh, year. Like, you know, I, sometimes I'll see fucking posts from, you know, le- le- comedians and left-wing people where they, you know, they'll just, they'll just track something and the, t- and the thing will be like, all men are trash. And even me, like, even though I'm a comedian, no, no, the joke, I'm a man. And I'm like, oh, but I'm trying. <laughs> You know, I'm doing this show and I've been, you know, I really am trying to be good. And when you still, and, and, and I know I'm wrong. That's me being overly fucking sensitive. Of course it is. But I go, fuck, if I feel that way from the position I'm in, how much worse is somebody else who's not, another man who's not in my position going to feel when they read that tweet? Mm. And then it's a man that you say, and then you go, man, you're being too sensitive. No, men aren't sensitive enough. And you go, which one is it? Or is it both? Or is it, I don't know. I, I just, um, I, 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 I don't. I don't want it to make it feel like an, if that make, if this makes any sense. This might just sound like I'm fucking a man's no, rights no, activist. No, no, no. You no. You make you make total sense. You're, I think that one of the things out of the election was it was you don't know this, so you're racist. You don't know this, you're transphobic. You don't know this, you're a Nazi, right? Yeah, ign- it, yeah. it, and Ignorance is not the same as hatred. And for some reason, I think we live in a world now where people are going, oh, they're 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 misequating the two. Yeah. They're going, you don't know this. If like yeah. uh, I'm ignorant to man, I'm ignorant to a lot of fucking trans issues mm-hmm. because I don't come across them. Yeah. And and I don't have that many friends that are trans. But some people would say, well, you could educate yourself on such a thing. Yeah, I, I could. But like, 
or is that well, the next show? I don't know. Well, I could educate, but educate. Where do I start the fucking education? Like, I, I don't want to start. I don't want to go to a fucking website and then suddenly work out that this is a different, the wrong type of website to sure. start with. I find it easier dis- in discussion and conversation. So I'll get less ignorant on um, trans issues when I, because because first of all, I'm not commenting. I'm not going to comment on fucking trans yeah. uh, issues or prove myself because my voice isn't necessary to the debate that's going on because. Yeah. You don't need you don't need to know my opinions on these things because my opinion isn't necessary. It doesn't help anything. I am telling you right now, I do not know much about trans issues, so therefore my opinion on any of them does not matter and I should not be asked on my opinion. But I think your opinion on it will ma- only matters when you and I are talking to people like you and I. When yeah. we're talking to other dudes, when my buddy David uh Piccolomini, friend of the show, when we you know, we went to a bar after the show on Sunday and we like talked for like about an hour and a half before we started working on roast battle jokes, which yeah. was weird. So we both had roast battle on Sunday night after yeah. this. So we're like, oh, wow, that was really powerful. Uh, now we got to We were both battling women. So we were like, now we got to figure out like creative way to call her a cunt. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, this yeah. is weird. Yeah. Um, but like we went and we had like powerful discussions about gender and these topics and, and they're things he and I already talk about. Yeah. But that's when these things are important. I think that's when your opinion and my opinion on these things matter. It Granted, if you don't know about them, then you, you bow out yeah. but like where you do know about toxic masculinity and you're talking to a mate who like maybe doesn't i think that's when your opinion is of the utmost importance because they will trust you like you've acknowledged and not like the woman in the front row yeah. sadly yeah yeah and don't get me wrong i'll start to, like and you know uh, what will probably happen is i'll probably uh, in my future i'll absolutely come across i'll cross paths with a bunch of people who are trans and i'll talk to them and i'll and we'll become friends and then i'll and then I'll be allowed to ask all my ignorant questions and I'll be allowed to be like, okay, here's how I think and they can fucking yell at me and we can disagree and all that stuff. But I'm also like, I'm ignorant on trans issues, but I also don't hate trans people. So I'm like, well, I don't need, I don't really need to know much more. Yeah. Like I'm not stopping them doing anything. That's like, all we need is yeah. you just to not hate people. Yeah, like yeah. that's a bare minimum. I'm like, I'm like people like, I'm ignorant on trans issues. Why don't you get better at knowing trans issues? And I'm like, because none of my lack of knowledge makes me hate them. Yeah. <laughs> like I've, I've got nothing against them. Like fucking, uh, I get confused by the pronouns, but from the trans people I have met, anytime I have tripped over a pronoun, they haven't given a shit yeah. because they understand that it was, you know, it wasn't malicious. It was a fucking slip of the tongue, or I was shit faced, or you know whatever fucking reason. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, until I fucking, I don't, I don't, I don't need to have a. Yeah. My opinion is that they're cool, but I don't know the rest of it. Right. Right. How you, know, you said your girlfriend's more, uh, like more a little bit more progressive, more left of you. No, 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 or, no, no, no. Uh, my yeah, girlfriend, she's about the same. Okay. Aye, uh, she's um, uh, she's a tiny little idiot, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's not like you have to go home and then like hear a lecture. That's okay. That's no, nice. no, 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 no. She's good. She's uh, she, you know she's good to test stuff on and just going like, well, just uh, my questions are always, uh, is this yeah? Am I evil for this thought? That's the that's I think the way comics should ask for feedback. It's like, am I evil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I no, evil? that's pretty bad. I didn't ask if it was bad. I just yeah, asked, yeah. am I evil? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this yeah? I'll just go. Is this a shit opinion? She'll go yeah, and I'm like. Is it like evil and shit? She's like, no, it's just shit. I'm like, good enough. Uh, and how's she looking like fitting into the jigsaw puzzle? Oh, man, it's very new. The one thing neither of us are fucking sure. looking forward to. Well, no, 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 it's absolutely fine. I was genuinely nervous coming here because I was like, if it came up that I was starting someone yeah. very new, yeah. I thought you were going to try to talk me out of that. Ma- this, is, <laughs> this is the thing that comes up, man. So again, as I've always said, jigsaw was not a breakup show. It was a love letter to single people. I'm not against true love. I've never been against true love. I'm not against relationships. I am against the fake fucking relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what uh, th- this I wrote Jigsaw f- 
three or four years ago. Obviously, it just came out fucking last year. And, and all that. since I was uh, about 24, I've been single. But even then, that was just a, you know, really, that was the relationship I talk about in Jigsaw, where it was short and fucking awful and stuff. I've not been in a proper, proper, actual, healthy relationship since I was about uh, 21. Which is about seven years ago. Was that the that was the one that spawned the, the, Jigsaw? Or no, 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 the twenty-one-year-old. She was great. The, oh. one, the one I had between eighteen and twenty-one. It was the one I had at twenty-four. Okay. Was the was the, the uh, mind fuck? Yeah, it was the mind fuck bad one. Uh, and I hadn't been in a relationship that so wrote the show Jigsaw. Uh, but again, people are just uh, now I'm becoming the fucking breakup comic. I'm like, and I under people, well, you did ask people, hey, tweet me I, if yeah, you yeah, break up. I've got, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not grounded in some of my own fault, <laughs> but I just mean in the sense that I understand. Like I, I know for a fact the second I second some fans find out that I'm in a relationship, they're going to cry the word hypocrisy, and I'm going to have to go watch the fucking special. And do you tell me at exactly the moment I said that love isn't fucking real or that relationships, all relationships, you find me that moment where I said all relationships are bad, right? And I'll admit my head. Thing you find what I actually said was that ninety percent of relationships are bullshit, and that you should wait until you find someone who makes you happy and does not make your life difficult. And at the moment, as I've said, it's early. I appear to have found a person like that. How how long has that been going on? Off. I mean, it's very it's, common. It's very. Did you meet very, her yesterday? No, no. Yeah. We've known each other for a while, but it's a slow, ongoing thing. You know, I've been burned before, so I'm a fucking slow person in, mm. in sort of each. I don't know, man. Like I've not, I've not been in a fucking proper relationship since I was about twenty, uh, and that was a twenty-year-old relationship. So that doesn't fucking matter. I don't, you know. Um, uh, the transition is going to be weird, but she also doesn't. She's very cool. She doesn't seem to care. Okay, about she not not care that makes her sound harmless, but I just mean in the sense that she's so easygoing. Like, ah, uh, I've clearly still got like some issues from my previous relationship. But I didn't mean that. And she was like, even if you did, why would I care? And I'm like, oh, oh, I didn't. Really, it's like that John Mulaney line. I don't know if you've seen it in this new special, which is like, I didn't, I didn't realize that relationships were meant to make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> and uh, watching that line, I was like, oh, I fucking relate to that a bit too much. <laughs> Um, have you talked to dudes after the show, after doing Daniel Sussex, who said that they had at least pivoted, changed, moved somewhere on the spectrum from um, what you, from what they saw? Well, I, to be fair, I don't think it's a, again, uh, I've spoken to a bit, everyone seems to enjoy the show, you know, I've spoken to both, you know, male survivors and men, men who are in a sort of similar position that I was with, you know, their closeness to, uh, the scenario. Um, a lot of it, so I just want to open the fucking discussion, man. Like, you know, the best shows for me growing up, the ones I always loved, were the shows that you laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed, but they didn't make you think about things. Carlin, Carlin, Jim Jeffries, man. Jim, Jim. I would leave Jim Jeffries shows, and I'd be like, I'm actually thinking about, you know, people like even Mike Birbiglia, Tignataro, I'd also throw in there. Um, and there's, you know, if, you know, even fucking Chappelle. So many the comedians I love most are the ones that they, they make you fucking think about ideas and stuff, and and I like comedians that you. You know, like Bill Burr, where I don't dis- I don't agree with everything he says, but I I think about everything he says and I understand it. And even when I disagree with him, I'm still laughing at his comedy. I like that, and I want to do that. I want I want people to be able to sit in my shows and go, I disagree with you on certain things, and but still enjoy the show. And I also, you know, want them to be able to talk about the difficult things. Cause I, th- I think the only reason why any subject is taboo is because we don't talk about them. The only reason everything has power 
is it's a self-fulfilling prophecy prophecy we, we can't talk about that so we don't talk about that and then the power of it becomes more and more and more and more and more and more whereas if you just fucking talk about things it's like people that get offended by fucking swearing i'm like are you do you realize that if you stop being offended by swearing swearing wouldn't be offensive yeah it only it's only offensive because of your reaction and the only reason to sub, taboo subjects are taboo is because you're all reacting badly to it whereas if we all just sat there and we admitted that some things are fucking awful but they still need to be discussed and they have to be because otherwise they'll keep happening it's just like what happens over that side what happens beyond that fucking curtain oh will people get murdered oh well let's just stop sending people across that curtain no well no maybe let's do a bit more x fucking blurration let's go in with a bunch of fucking people a bunch of torches and see why instead of just being like that's that forever and it's always going to be difficult to deal with so we never will right which is which is for a, a species that has gone to fucking mars Right, our, our ability to fucking explore, like we're still trying to get down to the fucking Marinus Trench, we're trying to get to other fucking planets, we're willing to explore the galaxy, but most of us aren't willing to explore our inner emotions. I find that incredibly counterhuman. Yeah, and that you recognize like how men can explore those emotions. Uh, like I said, it's not something I get to hear often from men. I hear about... I hear about men from women, mm. and it's, it's men are like this, men are this, and we'll, we'll stop, stop, uh, you know, stop. I know this is hypocritical because comedians also go, "Women are like this," but it's just go. I'll tell you how men are, and and, and let men let men tell you how they are. Like, uh, you know, it's one of the old tropes that all men are fucking stupid and we're bad with their emotions. It's like, no, I don't, I don't think, we, I don't think men are bad with their emotions. I just think they're taught to deal with them differently. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think different is wrong. Just like I. Uh, for years and years and years, I fought against crying, right? It wasn't something my dad instilled in me, but there was just something I've seen my dad cry before. For some reason, part of me, just who I was, felt, felt like crying was weak. Like I, I didn't like it. I, and I, I think it's because I felt vulnerable or it showed people that something had affected me. And so it was an inner sort of strength thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, you know, it took me until I was about 22 or 23 until I became fucking comfortable with crying. Uh, that being said, I still don't want to do it in front of people. I still don't want to do it in front of my friends. I still don't want to, I don't want to break down in front of my girlfriend or my parents in these moments or stuff like that. I prefer going to a corner to cry or if I do cry, it's very stoically one tear to the fucking, and that's also fine. If that, that, I'm not a fucking monster for going, I don't want to be like, oh my God. And it's, you know, men deal with their emotions differently. And yes, they, sometimes they deal with them wrong. And the way they deal with their emotions come out is violence or toxicity or all these other bad things. But you don't get to fucking sit there and be like, you know, dads are being given a fucking hard time because, you know, they don't cry at their daughter's ballet recital or the, you know, the, He's like, but he's still proud. Like, you don't, how fucking dare you tell him how he reacted was wrong because it's not as open emotionally. Mm. You know, I don't want to be open emotionally all the time. Like, I like keeping stuff close to myself. I don't know if that's a man thing, but it's a my thing and I, I won't apologize for it. I won't be. I think it's sh- a defensive thing. I've seen men and women do the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but, it, but it's also, why is it? What, first of all, why does it have to be defensive? And as it is, why do you give a shit? Mm. Like, if you're fucking poking a hedgehog and it crawls up, who's the dick? The hedgehog for not letting you fucking poke his belly or you for continuously poking the fucking hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> Leave it alone. It's dealing with its fucking problems. Yeah. It is interesting here just like uh, because you say you grew up with friends and with guy friends and I grew up with like no guy friends mostly raised with ch- like even in college I was hanging out with all women. Mm. I wasn't fucking these women but like I was hanging out with these women and that's how I came up and so just the way 
we talk about emotions are similar, but like I can see how we got there from different ways. I find that very oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, no, I do. And again, it's, 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 you know, we don't have to agree with each other. I always say is my comedy is just the conclusions I've arrived at from the experiences I've gone through. Now, you'll have gone through different experiences to me, and neither of us are wrong. No experience is wrong. Like, I, and, and sometimes it's arguable, you know, the conclusions you draw from them can be fucking wrong, but yeah. nobody can tell you your experiences didn't happen. I'm just curious to understand why people arrived at those conclusions because I'm either like, either you arrived at your conclusion wrong or more terrifying, I arrived at the wrong one and now I have to question my own thing. I just think, um, yeah, I think we're all closer than we fucking pretend to be. We just like, you know, we like this as a them thing. It makes us feel superior. And the reason it makes us feel superior is because previously somebody made us feel inferior. And the only remedy to feeling inferior is feeling superior. And that's what human nature is. Yeah. It's, it's this horrible th- bit of social retribution we go through. Whether you want to be uh, made superior uh, in your opinions on all this or not, I'm sure uh, after people see Jigsaw and Dark, if they haven't already, and after they see Daniel Slossax, I mean, they're you know going to be like, this is the ally. This mm-hmm. is yeah. the guy. And, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, are you going to be there being like, no, 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 not me. Just, <laughs> well, just don't. Um, no, 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 because w- for me, it's, it's an ally to who and an ally to what and what am I saying? I'm just going to keep being who I am. I don't want to be, you know, I, when I was 21, I was that fucking, I was that male feminist that would just tell ever that I would explain feminism to women. I was that one. That was me. Really? Oh, man, it was oh, a horrible wow. little fucking nightmare. <laughs> I, I wish I had known that 40 minutes ago. Yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> I was a proper wee fucking read, fucking read two books by Caitlin Moran and suddenly thought that I was the fucking spokesperson for all fucking women. And it took, uh, well, it didn't take that long. A bunch of my guy friends fucking called me on it immediately. A bunch of my girlfriends fucking called me on it immediately. Uh, and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. And then um, I, can't remember, I can't remember which one of my friends said it, but it was very good. She goes, if you have to tell people you're a feminist, you're not. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's dead. Cool. Okay, cool. And then I just stopped. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 it's hard. I, I don't want to throw myself into any fucking camp or whatever because camps mean different things to different people. People have, you know, to, to people, different people, the word feminist means different fucking yeah. things. And, and there are different types and stuff. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to, when we just, the blanket, oh yeah, I am an ally. I am. Like, I want to fucking support people and, you know, I th- but watch my stand up and you'll know what I yeah. fucking believe in. Like, that's that. And, and unless I don't jump to conclusions from me, don't speak on my fucking behalf and, uh, don't look into too much what I say. Like, there, there, as I said, a lot of opinions in progress. And I've been wrong before and I'll be wrong again. And that's absolutely fine. And I'm allowed to be. Mm-hmm. And I will not be fucking held up to your standards that you create for me. I'll, I'm going to stick to the standards that I set for myself. If I fail your ones, those are your problem. Mm-hmm. You, like, it's in the line in Jigsaw. Just, like, I failed the fantasy that you created in your head. That's not a fucking me issue. If you made me something in your head and I failed you, I didn't fail you. You created this fucking illusion of what I was. I'm going to keep doing right by myself and right by the people I love. Right on, man. Right on. Daniel, where can people find you? I know you're doing the show, Daniel's Last Sex, and you're taking it around the States a little bit more before you bring it back over. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing a little tour now in March, and there'll be another one in July, and then there'll be another one next year in about May or June. So all details will always be on danielsloss.com or on my Twitter and Instagram, which is just danielsloss. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, thanks so much for talking to me, man. Wow. 
Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I just want to thank Daniel Sloss for coming on the podcast, uh, making time for me. Uh, that was just really fantastic. And also, hey, you know, a shout out to my guest co-host during the intro, Rosa Escandone, everybody. Uh, thanks to both of them for coming on the pod. And again, if Daniel Sloss's tour, which I think has since been retitled as Daniel Sloss Now, um, if he's coming through a city near you, go check it out. You're you're going to want to say, hey, I saw that before it was on Netflix. It's that good. Okay, I think it's still DanielSloss.com. Uh, for me, it's ManWarePod.com for all your ManWare podcast needs. You want to sign up for the mailing list. You want to get some merch. You want to become a member of my Patreon community. You can find it all through there. Want to send me an email? Let me know what you thought about this week's episode. Love getting your emails. Send your comments. Send your questions. Send your booby pictures. Send your ManWare podcast branded dick pics to ManWarePod at gmail.com. Have you been thinking about planning a trip down south this year? Come on, 2019. Hey, uh, we're gearing up for another election soon. You're going to want to de-stress a bit and go down to one of those wonderful, beautiful, clothing-optional couples-only resorts. Hint, hint, wink, wink. All the things you think it is, it, pro- it probably is. I'm just not allowed to advertise it as such. Desire Resorts. Of course I'm talking about Desire Resorts. Remember my, oh, earth-shatteringly awesome trip there back during Labor Day with Kenzie? You can go there, too. Highly recommend. Go to manwarpod.com desire and take a look at their resorts and cruise options. And when you book your, your stay through manwarpod.com tour, Billy gets a little on the kickback, on the back end, which is very nice for Billy. And you like Billy. You like doing nice things for him. Oh, gosh. Uh, And if anybody just wants to go with me, we can negotiate. It's that great of a place. Uh, Next week, looking forward to sharing with you Kendra Sunderland. Ooh, the uh, the uh, one of the OG library cam girls because she was put in handcuffs to fight for your right to masturbate in libraries while webcamming. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I look forward to catching up with Kendra next week. But until then, everybody, stay slutty. Boop, 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 boop.